Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you, brought to you by CH Insurance, Bonded Sales and Service, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, and our great friend Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State Tax-Efficient Retirement Plan, and go with Brian Conboy today at advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a quick tip of the cap, thank you as well. The friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, as well as Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert, and of course, our title sponsor, Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward for more. Visit stanleylawoffices.com. Let's do a quick recap. NFL Week 9 is in the books. We go all the way back to last Thursday. And isn't it funny? Mike Tomlin, Steelers, home, right? Grinding it out, defense, the occasional wide receiver, whether it's Pickens or Johnson, and they score 20 points. And you're like, they just keep humming along and doing it, which is nice and it's respectable, but you wonder, like, when are they going to be a Super Bowl contender again? You know, they need an elite quarterback to do that. And so they just keep humming along this way. They're never really, really out of it. But I will say that they do put on some pretty entertaining games in the fourth quarter, don't they? Because of the way they play with the defense and the closeness of it, it's always a close thing at the end. I didn't see really any of this game. Uh, I watched a ton of highlights, watched a few clips here and there and all the rest. I do think Will Levis is making some big-time throws, and the Titans have got to hang on to him because they really might have something there. The problem with the Titans this year, 0-4, on the road and a couple of their guys looking old and they can't get that sustainability and consistency each and every game. Uh, you know, in, in this particular case, uh, you know, the week before, uh, well, actually Derrick Henry played pretty well in this game. He had 75 yards on 17 carries and a touchdown, but like DeAndre Hopkins only had four catches, you know, like if you're an elite number one, like you can't disappear, you know, for a week or two in a row, like you got to be there each and every week. Steelers moved to five and three, three and two, at home. The Commanders beat the Patriots 20 to 17. Just a horrendous, horrendous game. I, I saw a bunch of this. Um, I was actually really impressed with the Commanders' movement and tackling and fundamental football in this game. They picked off Mac Jones to seal the win. Sam Howell made some big time throws, and McLaren is awfully hard to cover in open space. Commanders get it done 20 to 17. Still very much in the thick of the NFC race. What a crazy, crazy game with the Chiefs and the Dolphins in Germany. Obviously, the fumble and pitch, which led to that wild scoop and score for the for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have a new identity, do they not? I mean, it's defense, defense, defense right now. And they really brought it, uh, brought the hammer down, you know, on uh, on this Dolphins outfit. You know, Tua Tunga Viola was a non-factor. Again, Dolphins can crush bad teams. They can't beat good teams. Uh, Mahomes, didn't have to do a lot. He looked ordinary in this game. Uh, was a little sick the week before. Maybe the travel, a lot of those things. But God, they didn't need him. I mean, the defense was all over the place. You gotta love Trent McDuffie. You gotta love Snead and Willie Gay and uh, all these guys. They're built from front to middle to end. Um, I love watching George Karlaftis rush the football, uh, rush the quarterback rather. Um, you know, and 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 he's just uh, becoming a problem. And he didn't have any sacks, but it's because he couldn't get to anybody because of the double teams and all the other uh, people in his way. So uh, this team was uh, w- was defensively oriented in this game. Uh, Miami, you know what? I do give them credit for coming back. They were down twenty-one to nothing, but the Chiefs' defense eventually got it done over in Germany. Meanwhile, Vikings over the Falcons in an absolute thriller. I thought the Falcons had it, but oh wait, the Falcons never had it late in the game. Credit Josh Dobbs in this one. He found Brandon Powell for the touchdown with 22 seconds left. Josh Dobbs didn't even take a practice snap with the first team during the week. He didn't even know a lot of the guys' names. No problem. Throwing it, running it, road game. Yeah, Vikings are in it and in it big. Without Kirk Cousins, oh well. Justin Jefferson comes back. 
Addison's been a beast. They can run it. Uh, they've got a lot of guys making plays when they need it in the clutch moments. Dobbs now being one of them, and they are 5-4 and four right now in the thick of the NFC North and a playoff spot as well. Browns 27-0 over the Cardinals. Complete domination. Watson played. It was more so the defense. Cooper had a great game, 139 yards and a touchdown on five catches. Just a tremendous performance by the Cleveland Browns defense. They are absolutely in the thick of an AFC wildcard spot. Packers 20-3 over the Rams. Just an overall uh, slugfest. Christian Watson, um, you know, really is a guy you can go to, you know, and and if you can just get him the ball a couple of times, he's going to set up every possible thing in the red zone for you. Uh, that's kind of what I look at in this game. The defense was too much. The Rams are starting to get really banged up on offense. Obviously, Nakua can only do so much. Green Bay now 3-5. and five. Don't look now, but the Packers are hanging around in the NFC. The Saints 24-17 winners over the Bears. Pretty boring. There were a lot of boring games um, this week in the NFL, but was a home game they desperately needed, and the big play was the strip sack on Badgent to seal the win. And, uh, you know, look, this Saints team, they don't do a lot of special, special things, but they're kind of common uh, with the Seahawks in the sense that they get enough from their playmakers in big spots of the game. Their defense comes up big. They don't turn the ball over and they win the line of scrimmage. And you know what? Like that's sometimes all you need to beat teams like the Bears. Probably not enough to beat the Niners or the Eagles or the Bengals or Chiefs or someone else, but uh, certainly uh, this is a team that uh, is just humming along right now in an NFC that is very doable to make the wild card for them. Ravens, 37-3 over the Seahawks. Big time win for Baltimore. By the way, Baltimore, this game and the rest of them included, six of their final nine games are at home. That is a distinct advantage. M&T Bank, one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. Lamar Jackson right now for me is the front runner for the MVP, throwing it and running it at an extremely high level. He's making ridiculous throws in space and he was doing it again. OBJ got the first Ravens TD on his birthday and look, this team is rolling right now defensively, offensively, uh, everything in between, score margin. Uh, They are playing elite football across the board. Justin Tucker, just walk away from the TV and grab a drink. You don't even need to watch it when he kicks. The guy is absolute money. And Lamar, I mean, Lamar Jackson, folks, yeah, Lamar Jackson, absolutely, positively, out of his mind, each and every game, he accounted for, oh, you know, about eh, about 204, 247 total yards, didn't have any touchdowns, actually, but was still such a factor in this football game, and Mark Andrews is a, a clutch tight end, they really have it all going on right now, and it was the ground game that punished Seattle, 298 yards on the ground between uh, Keaton Mitchell and Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards, who had a couple of scores in Hill and just, uh, you know, Huntley even got involved in this game with four carries and eight yards. So this team is absolutely rolling right now. Um, you know, a lot of people were talking about the best defenses over the weekend. And I heard Chiefs, I heard Browns, I heard Jets. I, we got to put the Ravens in the top five and maybe even in the top three folks, because they were everywhere. Four sacks in this game. And they of course forced a Geno Smith interception as well. The Baltimore Ravens are rolling in the AFC 7 and 2 with 5 of their final 8 games now at home. Pretty darn good stuff. And Lamar Jackson, I think is the MVP of the NFL right now. Texans a thrilling win over the Buccaneers 39 to 37. Tank Dell coming up with the clutch um play on the final drive and the Texans win and, and you know, look CJ Stroud 
playing unbelievable football right now. He is the front runner for rookie of the year. 470 yards and five touchdowns, throwing it everywhere, making all of his checkdowns, all of his reads. He can get out of the pocket and throw it. He's loving Brown. He's loving Collins, all these different guys, these weapons. And oh, by the way, you want to know how important it is to have a veteran receiver like Robert Woods in the slot? It is huge. They brought in some people. You get Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, he can go to Brown and Schultz and Dell and Collins, uh, all of these different players who he can bring in. Obviously, Robert Woods, not much, uh, you know, of a factor statistically, but certainly has been a factor uh, in the locker room, helping a very young bunch in terms of this Houston Texans team. And I got to tell you, they're a blast to watch. I was glued to this game on Red Zone. I could not wait to see what the outcome was. And they just make plays, and they're dudes, and they're physical, and Blake Cashman on defense is everywhere. And this team is so fun to watch right now. They are 4-4. Four and four. They are in the thick of it. And C.J. Stroud is the number one reason why this team loves playing for D'Amico Ryans as well. Colts 27-13 winners over the Panthers. Just no O-line, no help, no nothing. Uh, for the Panthers. They are struggling at 1-7. and seven. They are easily the worst team in the NFL. The Giants, probably Daniel Jones, ACL, out for the year, of course, but the Raiders had enough there. Antonio Pierce, his uh, debut as coach, and uh, a great game for Josh Jacobs and all the rest. He had two touchdowns in this game. When he gets going, when he finds holes, he is awfully hard to bring down. And can we please start talking one more time? I've tried to tell people this over and over and over again, so I'm not going to start. I'm just going to keep talking, I guess. Max Crosby is an absolute monster. They had eight freaking sacks in this game, by the way, did the Vegas defense. Uh, even Tyree Wilson, the rookie, high-end pick, got involved in this game. This defense is led by Max Crosby. He had three sacks in this game. T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Sauce Gardner, right? All these guys get a ton of attention defensively, right? They get a ton. Max Crosby's in that conversation. You could argue that he's the best player in the NFL right now. Easily, you could argue it. You could. Go look at the numbers. He has nine and a half sacks. He has 35 solo tackles. And can I remind Raider fans that this dude is only 26 years old? <laughs> he ain't Von Miller on the, uh, you know, on the on the back, 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 back. Now, he's not even on the 19th hole, Von Miller. He's on like the 25th hole, you know, on his sixth drink. We'll get to the Bills in a second. Eagles, 28-23 winners over the Cowboys. So Eagles in this game and so Cowboys. And the Eagles, again, they're not an A-plus football team. But the record is they're foreign at home. They're 8-1 overall, and they're crushing it. Winning close games, doing everything that matters. Dak Prescott in the fourth quarter, he's making throws, he's doing this, he's doing that. Then all of a sudden, penalties get in the way. And then Dak Prescott, in an unconscionable situation, keep in mind that this possession, while they're in the red zone, they have a chance to win. Would have been the biggest win for the Cowboys in probably a couple of decades, right? The Eagles basically gave them the possession back. You don't see that in situational football much with a very smart football team, well-coached Nick Sirianni and company. You don't see it. Team went to the Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts. They have all pros all over the football field on both sides of the football. You don't see it where it's like, oh yeah, you know, let's run it. They almost fumbled the handoff to Swift, right? They ended up punting it. Why didn't you just down the ball three straight times and punt it all the way down the field anyway with the Cowboys not having any timeouts? Now Dallas took it down anyway, but you get the point. Why why even risk turnovers there? They did. Dallas gets the ball back. They're in unbelievable shape. And what happens? Well, you get the penalty. Oh, wait, wait, there's more. With no timeouts, Dak Prescott takes a sack, a no-no. Clearly, you could see the Eagles pressure coming. Clearly within three or four seconds, actually, you could tell in two. He got sacked maybe in three. You could tell, throw the ball away immediately. He didn't do that. He took a sack. And then the Cowboys get up there 
One last chance, Dak Prescott doesn't even throw it into the end zone. He throws it short of the end zone. That is so Cowboys to get a break, to get the ball, to drive down the field, to have your playmakers making plays, Dak making throws, give Cowboys, oh my goodness, here we come here. Nope. Your Cowboys going to Cowboy, man. That's just all there is to it. C.D. Lamb, great game, wasted it, 191 yards. Pollard, great game, wasted it, 90, 51 yards. And uh, Prescott, overall great game, wasted it because the final minute. Again, he can't get it done, folks. On the road, big stage, big limelight, right? Lights are shining on you. Big city moment. Rivalry game against the best team in the NFL. He cannot get it done. He can't get it done, period. Period end of discussion. Two more games to break down, including Bills, Bengals, and Chargers. Jets here on the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by our great friend Trey Walewski at Under Armour Golf, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. But first, this. A couple of games left here on the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by our good friends over at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Make sure you head on over to Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Fish Friday every Friday as well. And don't forget, gift cards are available for the holiday season as well. At Rosie's Corner... Awesome stuff, man. Gold fever wings, garlic parm wings. You can try the meatball bombers as well. That place is awesome. Rosie's Corner, Route 11 in Burton, in front of the Burton Bridge. Bills lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals took the ball, went right down the field. You're like, oh boy. And even though Bills took the ball right down the field and won uh, you know, that possession, you still had a feeling that the Bengals were in total control. Lou Anaramo owns Sean McDermott. He owns the offensive coordinators of the Bills, Ken Dorsey. Well, I guess they probably only played in that couple couple of games together. But he owns Ken Dorsey. I was, I was thinking that he owned Dable too, but I'd have to look back, but I'm not going to do that now. Uh, Anaramo was, uh, you know, again, he Zach Taylor owns McDermott. Uh, the coaching, the game managing, all that was awful. Now, there were terrible calls in this game both ways. I mean, the absolute garbage intentional grounding call was so bad where the receiver kind of didn't even break and Allen had thrown the ball. It was a clear miscommunication. And Allen threw it deep and they called a grounding. I, I, it's unbelievable. Chris Collinsworth was in disbelief. Allen was in disbelief. I was in disbelief. You were probably in disbelief. Um, and then Gabe Davis with the fast face mask, uh, you know, the pull there uh, close to the end zone. Um, whatever. The Bills weren't good enough to win this game. The Bills haven't been good enough to win games. The Bills are absolutely a, a complete joke right now. They are ninth in the AFC, and yet they're only one win away from the division lead. That's kind of how this stuff works. But everybody in the AFC East lost. Not that the Patriots matter. I mean, they beat the Bills, but they don't matter based on record, right? Like the Jets lose to the Chargers. The Chiefs took care of the Dolphins. It was all in front of the Bills again. They could have won this game and checked off so many boxes. Confidence back. Restore the confidence in the fan base. Beat a really good team in the AFC race. that You know they're going to have to compete with them at some point. You're right. You get back strongly in the wing column with a really good win. Um, you know, it get, the offense probably would have a different narrative if they if they had won this game, uh, no matter how they had won it. Um, another one would have been, I think, you know, you'd be leading the division, right? And people can get off your back for a week. But now, no. The Bills are a sad state of affairs. The Bills are five and four. The Bills are walking the tightrope. The the the. The season is officially, 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 officially on the line against Denver. Uh, you know, they got the Denver Broncos and the Jets at home the next two weeks. They have to win both. Then they go into Philly before the bye week. You could almost argue that you have to win the next three. The other box that I forgot to mention that could have been checked is you could have gotten rid of a bad loss against either the Jets or the Pats. Those are horrific losses. Patriots are 2-7, and seven, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Probably, probably the second worst team in the NFL behind the Carolina Panthers. You could have checked that box as well, right? 
The Jets, I mean, come on. They lost Aaron Rodgers. You're up double digits at half, and you lost that game. Josh Allen, egregious interception. Can't throw that. Dalton Kincaid, awful fumble when the Bills were driving in the second half. Down 21-10. All the momentum, they were grabbing it. The Bills had a touchdown drive going down the field from the 22-yard line. Great play by Allen. I mean, they're mixing in the run, the pass, Dorsey, the tempo, the rhythm. Everything's going right. Allen is spot on. The Bengals are on their toes. They're on their heels. They have no idea what's coming at them. And Kincaid catches it, and he fumbles. And that right there was like, oh, that's probably the game. Now, the Bills still, in classic Bills fashion, with not a lot of timeouts left. Thank you, Sean McDermott, with a horrible challenge call with that ball that we thought maybe was above the hand, but it wasn't conclusive. Terrible, terrible job by McDermott. You only have one timeout late in the game. You know, you're down... 24-10, but of course, the Bills drive all the way down. They are freaking working their magic. The offense looks like one of the best in the NFL. This is what they do. They score a touchdown, Diggs, and then a two-pointer from Diggs, and then you're down six because football analytics say, well, if I get the ball back and I'm on the road, I can win the game. But they didn't get the ball back because the defense fell apart. Now, the defense is hung in there overall for the majority of the year. There's no doubt about it. You cannot ask them to keep going out and getting stop after stop after stop after stop after stop. You can't. You can't do it. I mean, they forced plays. They adjusted after that first drive in this game. They forced the Bengals on downs in a crucial, crucial uh, drive in the second half, which led to the Bills getting the ball, which led to the, the Kincaid fumble. You can't keep asking them to do it. Against the Patriots, however, they let Mac Jones in a bad offensive line with no weapons go down the field after you grab momentum, after you took the lead, and you let him go all the way down the field and score and you lose the game. Inexcusable. The defense in this game... Not going to really blame them for that last drive as much because, again, how much can you ask them to do? But it was ugly. I mean, they were missing assignments across the board. Guys were wide freaking open. That was my problem with that drive. And then the Bengals just ran it out, and boom, 24-18, the Bengals win the game. You know, Terrell Bernard, we don't know. Concussion, right? Didn't return. Is he going to be out for a while? We don't know. Uh, Dodson, I thought, played well. Poyer uh, and Hyde have looked old at times this year, but I thought Poyer really, really was a warrior in this game. Um, Hyde was nicked up a little bit. We'll have to see. Same old crap with the Bills, right? Like, they can't get to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's now 5-1 and one against both Allen and Mahomes. Uh, the defense just can't get to him. I realize that a lot of that is Joe Burrow. I realize that he gets the ball out quickly. I realize he has Mixon. I realize he has Higgins and Boyd. Uh, Jamar Chase was a non-factor in this game. The Bengals used two tight end systems. They used a lot of that 12 personnel. They had Irv Smith Jr. running all over the place. They used tight ends. Uh, Joe Burrow was a magician in this game. 348 yards, two touchdowns, unlike Allen, did not turn it over. He had a rating of 108.9. He was the better quarterback. Josh Allen, I still would take him. I love him. He's my guy. However, you cannot throw that pick in the beginning of the game. You can't do it. It's another opportunity for you to drive down the football field, get momentum, and try to beat these guys, which you can't do. Bills are in trouble. That's all there is to it. Last game. I mean, it was a joke. Jets offensive line, uh, did they even bring them to the field? I, I, I mean, my gosh. I, between the Raiders and the Chargers, we had, what, 16 sacks against New York teams? I mean, the Jets and the Giants offensive lines are two of the worst in football. Jets are 4-4. Four and four. That probably does it for me. That probably shows me enough that they're not a playoff team officially. You know, if they had won, won that game 5-3, and three, now we're talking about something different, and it just goes to show you how one game really does matter. Um you know, and you get Aaron Rodgers back, maybe, ooh, but nope. Eight sacks in this game. Wow. Joey Bosa had two and a half of them. The Chargers now four and four, hanging around a little bit, and uh, on the up and up here. Herbert, offensive weapons guy, you know, Keenan Allen had a great catch, but a lot of these guys didn't have to do a lot. Eckler didn't have to do a lot. It was just a 
bad field position game for the Jets. The Chargers defense dominated. Uh, you know, they, they did everything that they had to do to dominate and do their thing. Uh, you know, the Jets were awful in the turnover compartment. They had three fumbles. They lost all three of them. And uh, the Jets just, Jets going to jet, man. That That's that's what there is. Zach Wilson's so bad. I mean, he is so bad. So there you have it. Week nine in the NFL. Four teams were off this week. Lions, Broncos, 49ers, and the Jaguars. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's an ML Sports Platter NFL Week 9 recap brought to you by our great friends at the Allen Angus Pub. Before and after all the big events, stop by for the best darn Angus Burger in town. And a tip of the cap, thank you to Jam and Beats, Brewer Ace Hardware, our great friends at... Bowers & Company CPAs, Camillo's Golf Club, and Stanley Law Offices together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. SU Sports are underway. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. here at CH Insurance. In our new offices downtown, we have over our entryway, work like a champion. We all high-five it to remind us of what we're here to do for you. Is an independent agent, we're seeking the right coverage at the right price to protect your business and all that's important to you. We play as a team, win as a team. That's our theme. Count on the team who knows there's no offseason. CH Insurance in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.